0: No. No, Charlie.
1: This is not right. I still have the craving. I have I had it even worse than before, I think. Something really weird is happening to me. i what's going on. Frank fed us human meat, and we got the hunger. The hunger? Mm Mm-hmm. That's how you become a cannibal, D. Look, you get one taste of delicious, delicious human meat, none of this stuff ever satisfies you ever again for the rest of your life. I just think that you're overreacting. Okay. really? Yeah, that's stupid. Is that stupid?! Oh, I'm sorry, Dee. Well, then I guess Jaws 4 is stupid, okay? Because that's the exact same plot. Okay, all right, calm down.
0: Before you start accusing us of becoming cannibals or sharks or whatever it is you're trying to say, I think we need to find out if
1: what we ate was actually human. Oh,
2: shit, that's what we've been doing.
1: I ate a monkey, dude. Charlie, you don't understand me. I think we need to try a piece of human flesh. Oh, God. Just to make sure. That's the only way. Right? Okay, how are we going to do this? the morgue? Huh. Hear me out. It's a dead body. Sold. You don't even have to tell me, man. That's, oh that's where you find dead It's bodies. a great idea, Perfect. right? We'll have a tiny little bit. Then we'll know. we we'll be off the hook.
2: We'll know for sure. I got a hot plate. I'm going to get some beers.
0: We are once again recording to you from... Studio Deuce, one deuce, one deuce, Seattle, Washington, <laughs> beautiful South Lake Union, part of the Soundcasting Network. This is Grill. How much longer on that motherfucking steak, mister? Hurry the fuck up.
2: Well, I never put it on the
0: Grill, so True it's going it. to be a minute. Sound like my coworker.
2: <laughs> I am one of the hosts of this
0: podcast. My name is Bobby Stills. Across from me is... Johnny to
2: Nami. Did you get a haircut yet? Nope. That's why I'm wearing a hat.
0: And to my left, way across the room, we uh, they rearranged the studio here at the Soundcasting Network. So hopefully we're getting some video content pretty soon. Green screen. You know, they can put us in the ocean. Ooh. But anyway, uh, super producer, uh, Queef Boogie, a.k.a. Risotto Kid, a.k.a. producer. Always dropping what, Johnny? Uh, a A I was going to say knowledge, fool, but you got that. Uh, He is the owner of this uh, network. Hit him up uh, if you are interested in creating
2: your own podcast. But just call him Keith.
1: (laughs) <laughs> Thank you, the 10 of Smash Mouth. <laughs> oh, shit. That's real. That's real. <laughs> oh, I, that's getting edited out. For real.
0: <laughs> All right. Today on episode 94 of Grill Hall on Steak Mister, uh, we're going to be talking about uh, restaurant relocations, uh, how to maybe maintain a diet or uh, not get super-duper fat like Keith in the kitchen. Or Guy Fieri's
1: son over here. <laughs>
0: Uh, we're also going to, what else are we talking about, Johnny? Uh, we're going to talk about some mishandling of, uh, product. Yeah, not in the restaurant, but by,
2: uh, your delivery drivers. You know yeah, know exactly. Because I've seen some shit go down. Tell them what inspired this, uh, this rant. Well, last week, uh, San Jose, a San Jose market, um, on 99 Park Street got hit with a weird Instagram poster, I think it was. And what happened was, is this customer was, um, Walking into the store and noticed that there were delivery drivers coming in with raw pork with Costco shopping carts. Um, but was it a Costco? No, the Costco was across the street. This is a, this is a market, a San Jose market, like grocery store across the street from a Costco, and I, supposedly they were just bringing over huge slabs, like half pig. I saw, like, I saw the pictures. Yeah. Not even like, oh, they, ha- and it was unwrapped too. It wasn't like it was like wrapped in lawn. Yeah. It was or, like
0: a side of, fucking, yeah, it, was, it just, was like a half of a cow.
2: Yeah. And then they had like little bags of pork underneath it. But like, I would say it was probably from the picture, it looks like it was three whole pigs just literally being pushed on a shopping cart. Um, so it sparked an investigation by the Santa Clara health department and, you know, more information to follow soon. But I was just like, I saw that and I was just like, oh man, that's. Pretty fucked up. Yeah, I mean, how do you how do you even think that that's remotely okay? You're in public.
0: Yeah, I mean, especially with meat, uh, I can see with uh, produce maybe or fruit, uh, mm-hmm. you doing that. Mm-mm. But well, you gotta assume when somebody delivers product into your business, you gotta assume it's dirty. Oh, right? yeah. You got to wash it. Unless it's bagged, right? Like plastic wrapped and sealed. Even, even if it's bagged,
1: it's like, wash your fucking vegetables, man. I know. I get lazy sometimes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I trust my purveyors, right? Mm, this yeah, is but such they, a sandy salad. But the
2: <laughs> thing about, like, especially that is when I went and worked on a farm last summer, um, they don't have the same knowledge as you do as in the kitchen. They don't know what, yeah, their, they're fucking what their clientele. Yeah, they're farmers. They're not cooks. They're not chefs. You know, maybe they cook at home. Home, but they don't know that it takes an extra, you know, 10, 15 minutes to make sure that this product is clean. And so that takes 10, 15 minutes out of your prep time. So, they, you know, they just are trying to get their part done. Here's my thing about rinsing your produce,
0: right? You're not washing it. You're rinsing it. So let's say, you know, avocados, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, that's one of the things I got hit last time at my restaurant. Now, I, I scored really, really well on my health inspection. But she saw me cutting avocados straight out of the box and was like, whoa, that's unsanitary. And I was like, how? I, like, take it out of the... Well, well she says, because your knife touches this the skin. And then you cut the and inside. And then you cut, the, and then it transfers the inside by cutting around the pit, right? And I was like, what the fuck? You yeah, are like... What What are you talking about? I mean,
2: that's pretty, I mean, yeah, but it's
0: like, what am I going to do? So I'm rinsing, rinsing the
2: vegetables off does not make it sanitary. It doesn't make it sanitary, but I think it gets debris off. Like whatever debris is on there. You could have debris. From God it. made dirt and dirt don't hurt. man. I mean, God did make dirt, but you know, it's, God made Ebola. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shit like that. Exactly. You know what so, I'm saying? So yeah, we don't want to get too deep into What if you it, were to get E. coli from eating an avocado? I don't, I don't know, man. I mean, that would be unfortunate. It's a risk you take going out to eat. <laughs> you know? At Robbie's restaurant, I guess. <laughs>
0: Every time somebody gets sick at my restaurant or anything, they're like, I think it's food poisoning. And I'm like, that's quite impossible. We don't serve anything rare, medium rare, nothing wrong. Well, they would
2: have had to have and eaten it the day before in order for it to be food poisoning because well, just they like, haven't digested I'm just like, there's no yet. way, even
0: if it wasn't heated up to temperature. Everything is cooked like you know. Nothing sits out long enough for it to to pick up anything. And
1: you, know? you sir have been drinking tequila since noon. It's not the fucking food. Yeah, <laughs> it's probably it's probably you're drunk. Ass.
0: Yeah, we're gonna try to bring in um uh, a purveyor, uh, one of my purveyors from Four Seasons. Uh, Carla, her and her husband own the company with the rest of her family. It's a California farm, but uh, they uh, deliver all my produce. They have you heard of the company Four Seasons? Yeah. Produce. Why don't you use local? 360? No, local. I mean, they, they work with local farmers, so they're a local distrib- distributor here, but their main farm is, is, in is in California, but they also work there. They don't sell everything that's theirs. Work with local. What am I, a fucking artisan fucking restaurant, man? This ain't June baby, homie. Sorry. Okay. You know, we just support local. Well, you know we're just trying to keep our business open. All right, now. Christopher Ranch.
2: I like that uh, I like that she's put that up on her page That's that's some rough stuff It is, it's brutal Yeah, so anyway, moving on How are you feeling these days? I mean, I'm good (laughs) (laughs) You look good, you you know You got your hair going
0: No, what Johnny's talking about is we're, we're I came across... This is some uh, definitely... This is on page fucking six, which is a UK fucking gossip site. But I saw this. I thought it was pretty... <laughs> I thought it was pretty funny. Some girl shit. But no disrespect to the girls out there. Uh, oh, by the way, this is so funny. I got information today, which... How, raise your hands in the room if you've ever worked in a restaurant where they have came and gave a sexual um, harassment class at your restaurant. Anybody? Anybody? No no hands? Everybody here? Exactly. <laughs> I'm pretty proud of my restaurant slash restaurant bar that I work at uh we are going to have somebody come in and give us sexual harassment um classes uh that way we are not held liable if anything happens because uh working in the industry you know some things are misconstrued as sexual harassment I get off your phone Johnny so somebody's going to come in and give a sexual uh harassment class uh and I mean I think I I know what sexual harassment is but I feel like a lot of people behind the bar may not know what sexual harassment is. So
2: I mean these days anything is sexual harassment.
0: Yeah. So uh shout out to all I do probably did it all. It
2: kinda sound, it kinda sounds like you're just trying to cover your ass, really.
0: That's exactly what it is. Also to educate somebody, because we've had some issues um, at my job. We're a new business, and some people have maybe crossed the line, thought it was very playful and stuff, and people have taken offense to it and mentioned it to uh, some of the upper management. And uh, we've had to have a talk, talks with a couple people. So, And I was talking about it with one of my managers today, and I was like, You know, I only sexually harassed the dudes here. And I've known the dudes for like 10 years, 10 plus years, a lot of the people that work there. So I'm pretty sure they would tell me to stop if I was getting too grabby on them. But never, ever have I uh, touched a girl uh, on purpose or accidentally and, um, you know, made them feel uncomfortable. At at Jupiter. (laughs) (laughs) At Jupiter. (laughs) No, not even in, in any restaurant I've been at. Okay. I mean I've touched you inappropriately, right? Plenty of times. But it was all it was not you never felt like I was gonna get up in you, right? No, but there
2: was that one time. (laughs) With deep Yeah. Oh yeah, there was that, <laughs> that one time where you, were, you fucking stuck your finger in my butt. And I was like, dude, that's like you really were like, far. I got pissed. I was like, that was
0: way too fucking far. He was far. like, bro, <laughs> bro, that broke the seal.
2: And I was like, dude, I felt it. It was sucking me in, man. I was man. like, no, dude. I, was, I think I was even like on a stepping stool or a he, ladder or some he, shit like he, that. I think he walked
0: off the line. He was like, no, that is not cool. And I was like, dude, that's called good loving.
1: <laughs> uh, just a note, Robbie, he did wash his hands afterwards. No, he didn't.
2: <laughs> I went in the cooler to drink my milk. Dude would always leave pint containers and quart containers full of milk, half full of milk, in the reach-in, and the walk-in. The chef never said anything. All he said to me was cut, put a lid on it. It's disgusting. I used to drink a lot <laughs> of I milk be like, stop drinking works. our milk.
0: So anyway, uh, the Gordon Ramsay uh, page six episode says uh, is titled uh, Gordon Ramsay dropped 60 pounds to keep his wife from leaving him. We don't know how much how true this is because it's coming from the sun over in the UK. But uh, I found it very um, I found it funny because I'm dealing with something like this right now. Uh, A lot of people might know, might not know, but it's been about two weeks since I've uh, stopped drinking and it's not. I I wouldn't say that I have an alcohol problem. Do you guys think I have an alcohol problem? No, you just like to drink. I do. I do like to drink a lot. It's more like that you just
1: like to party. Party. And when you party, you party hard. Yeah. It's not that you have a problem with alcohol. You've got a problem with gravity.
2: (laughs) (laughs) What? What does that even mean? He's basically saying that you sag.
1: No I'm saying that like the problem wasn't that you got drunk It's that you fell off a building while you were drunk. Oh no what injuries all
0: injuries aside <laughs> uh, I mean I just get injured all the time, but uh my problem is is what was happening is which my uh, girlfriend was worried about me working back down in Belltown was that since I'm around all my friends and everybody's in and are my friends in the neighborhood that I work in, and I'm back kind of in that industry away you know, down in that part of town that I'd be drinking more. And that's kind of what happened is I get off work. I have my shift drink since I am working at a bar. And then once that party gets started, that train keeps on a rolling. So, Gordon Ramsay had uh, gained. He gained about fifty-one pounds in the past. I don't know ten years. He said, and his says his wife was no longer. This is quoting himself. Says his wife was no longer attracted to him anymore. He gained fifty-six pounds, and he was trying to hold on to his marriage to his wife. Um, he said he was overweight. He looked like a sack of shit, and he wonders how his wife even stayed around for that long. She's got. She's. Became better looking and more gorgeous, and uh, he's gotten uglier and fatter, and he fucking wonders how she even wants to fuck him. That's how I feel all the time. But yeah, but what does his wife do?
2: I don't know what the fuck she I'm does like, that. who's the breadwinner? That doesn't matter. What does? What does no, that matter? Because, yeah, it does matter. Because at the same time, he's like, "Why?" And then I'm like, "Okay, so she wants to divorce you because you got fat." And then she doesn't. You know, love she you probably in the does. You know, she probably does. She's probably a housewife because he has four kids with her. Well, yeah, but I'm just saying that that she obviously doesn't love you if she's not going to try and help you get better before she's like, "Okay, I'm going to leave your ass because you're fat." That's just real self centered and conceited.
0: Well, I don't know. He lost. He lost all. He lost a bunch of the weight. He lost fifty. About sixty pounds. And uh, he said he did it with... uh, He wakes up every day and does like a mile and a half swim. Uh, He does a 54-mile bike ride once a week and a 13-mile run once a week. He can afford to have a personal trainer. Uh, I don't know. I have a personal trainer now. Uh, Shout out Josh Hunter. But he says he does grueling workouts three times a week uh, with his personal trainer. His personal trainer is an ex-military guy. And uh, he basically... Took it really, really seriously, which I'm trying to do. Gordon Ramsay did not inspire me to do all this. It's just coincidental. That's why I want to talk about it. And uh, he basically said, you know, I didn't want this industry to kill me. Uh, he says I. He knows how unhealthy chefs are at top level. The stress, suicide rates. There's a big uh, downside to cooking. Uh, cooking a lot for a living. It's lethal. Anything from obesity to heart attacks to cocaine habits. They can all kill you. So he wanted to take his health seriously. Uh, he basically was saying that, you know, he's working so much, he didn't have time to uh, focus on uh, anything to do with uh, maintaining, uh, you know, in in, in any kind of shape. Uh, He said he just snacked a lot, ate a lot. And then when he got off and he went home, he just wanted to spend time with his family and relax. He looked in the mirror one day and was like, "God damn, you are a fat piece of shit." Like you do, Keith.
2: <laughs> Thank you, Chris Farley's drunker brother. You guys are throwing shade at each He, started, other. Started, I'm it just he here, started it today. He started it today. Sitting here with my popcorn.
0: Um, so basically, what happened is, is you know, I have I. I had a back injury by falling years ago, and I gained about 50 pounds. And uh, I recently had a compound fracture. If you listen to the show, that happened. And now I'm worried about being so fat and never uh, just breaking your ankle just <laughs> <laughs> it broke again. No, so I uh, have recently enrolled in boxing classes, and I have a personal trainer that I go to once a week. I have a girlfriend that is giving me private Pilates lessons. I am I have a private gym membership, which is really really cool. Uh, what with, gym? Uh, Seattle. What's it called? Athletic Club. Hell no. Oh. So it's called Rain City Fit. It's not. Oh. It's not like really, really big company. Uh, same guy. Owns, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, owns a private gym that I that I work out with my personal trainer called Fitness Underground. They're both up on Capitol Hill. My boxing classes are up on Capitol Hill.
2: Uh, I haven't been drinking. Um, so we'll see how it goes. You uh, live on Capitol Hill. You work in Belltown. Kind of like Capitol Hill. And no. <laughs> nothing like Capitol Hill. Oh wow. Except there's crackheads everywhere. Everywhere. Crackheads.
0: So, yeah. So, I'm trying to take this seriously. I'll try to keep you guys updated on how much weight I've lost. But I haven't been eating any red meat. He looks shinier, y'all. He uh, looks shinier. Yeah. No red meat. Uh, eating a lot of fish. A lot of salads. i got to stay away from a lot of the creamier salads. Mm-hmm. That's my problem. That ranch is going to get you. I, have, I mean, I've ate ranch a couple times in the past two weeks. Smoothies. Every morning. I mean, okay. a lot of kale, spinach, uh, a lot of fruit, bananas, uh, chia seeds, hemp seeds. The only sugars that I've really been having is simple syrup in my coffee. Oh. In the and cream uh, and uh, milk. So I'm eating some cereal.
2: Isn't I've it, I been mean, staying, away the,
0: staying away from the cheeses. Are you, are you
2: making your simple syrup with raw sugar? Are you making it with refined sugar? That's refined. A, oh, refined okay. sugar. Because okay. I was saying if you made it with sugar in the raw, then you probably would have, it'd be better for you than if you made it with refined sugar. That's true. That's If true. you're going to do it at all.
0: It's just being a little bit more aware. It's really hard. Uh, it's really hard at work. So when you work in the restaurant industry, I mean, you have to try your food. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've been having other people taste it. I've been using my other senses besides taste. But yeah, but you don't
2: have to eat it. You just have to <laughs> taste it. Taste sample it. it. Yeah.
0: But I'm so used to grabbing some cheese and making a sandwich, but I haven't had any bread. I've had no bread in fucking two weeks. Oh, my goodness. It's How are f- you surviving?
2: Probably why you're withering away right now. <laughs> That's withering.
0: But <laughs> Robbie, Yes. So I don't know. I'll keep you guys updated. I mean, I feel good. I've had I have a lot more energy. I've been sleeping better at night. But well, no, I have. You're really. still snoring
2: though. Sure,
0: because I smoke.
1: Oh, so I gotta smoke. I quit smoking ish. I quit smoking again when I left the restaurant biz. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you were doing good not smoking for a while. I still am. I just, I'm doing fine not smoking. It's just uh, the hardest part for me was that I worked at a restaurant and all the food was really fucking good, and it was really hard to not just snack. That's true. Well, the
0: thing about it is is when
1: when you get off work, when you work in the industry so late, when you get off work,
0: it's like we've talked about this before. Your adrenaline is kind of pumping from your service. Mm-hmm. You wind down a little bit uh, while you're cleaning up. But when you get, get off work, it's you don't immediately want to go home. You want to sit down and relax. And people usually do that with drinking. Or they sit down and eat family meal. And
2: yeah. those family meals are fucking huge. Well, also like... It's tough, especially for me. Not saying, like, I'm getting fat, but I stopped working out when I started working at the restaurant I work at. And then it's doubly hard for me to even, like— try and stay healthy and fit because then for family meal, all we have is like pulled pork and coleslaw and like, you know what I'm saying? I'm just like, I'm dying. If you don't eat what the they inside. make you,
0: then you don't. Yeah, you exactly. Don't you
2: don't eat. So you go home and you like make a sandwich or something. Toast maybe you know, those pizza rolls. No, and exactly. Soda. And for, and like, for me it's even worse. Cause then when I get home, my girlfriend's asleep, the baby's asleep. So I can't cook in the kitchen. Like, you know, you can't even open the fridge, you know, you don't want to wake the bear. So you, either I go home all right, go to sleep empty stomached or I eat a bunch of shit. I've been... So, what I've been doing is I've been taking food
0: with me to work. Luckily, I have a, po- yeah. I have a poke spot right around the uh, corner from look. me. And then I have a lot of fish in my freezer thanks to... Uh, trips. Yeah. I'm out. So, if you want to get me some more... Yeah. You can come by my house and grab some of you. I have still have a lot left. Um... But, yeah, I think the, the fitness uh, regiment that I'm on has been taking up a lot of my time. Keith has been calling me. I've just been sitting at my house uh, watching TV and hanging out. So I need to figure out some more classes. But this shit is expensive, man. It is. I mean, besides having, like, time. You know, my time is a very, very, very uh, large or so important commodity in my life right now. It's the only commodity,
1: man. Mm -hmm. Like, time for the shit that we need to do and just time to like not be stressed out and overfed and drunk and stoned and stressed.
2: And I think that you, like, I mean, obviously, it seems like you're a class based fitness sort of person, like, but maybe you need to figure out how to get yourself motivated to just go. To the gym, um, just because, like, to go lift weights or do
0: a day. Well, I mean, of I have been. I, I mean, like I have that. been. I've been going to the gym by myself for about a week, and I've been going to my personal trainer for about two weeks. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, like, tomorrow, it's, tomorrow will be my third. Um, I just signed up for boxing classes. That's kind of what I'm nervous about. is Those boxing classes,
2: because I feel like I'm gonna be winded as Oh, fuck. I'm sure you are, because it's a, it's all about stamina. They're gonna be making you jump rope and doing shit that you probably aren't used to doing. It's gonna make you drop lbs, though. Yeah, I wanna.
0: I really, really want to sign up for one of those trampoline wall classes. But my tra- oh. my trainer says I'm, I'm I'm baller sauce on a trampoline, dude. What are you laughing at? I don't fuck
2: with trampolines. So
0: I I had a trampoline growing up my entire life. From the age seven on to like 16, I had a trampoline. And I, I I I get ill. You ever seen me on a diving board before? Woo, <laughs> fat man. Tied crying. away.
1: Tied away. <laughs> All I see is Rodney Dangerfield and back to school.
0: <laughs>
1: y'all, y'all
0: are killing me today. Man. I'm not even saying anything.
2: Killing me, killing me. I'm just about to start crying.
1: Oh my god, look at Rami. Oh.
2: Grill, how long does it take mister? Uh it's about eight minutes out. That's with rest, Chef. Thank with you. rest. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. Uh drop those fries.
0: So 8 minutes on fries? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's four minutes, four to five minutes. So are you going to let the prize rest? No, we, we're going oh, to <laughs> <are orange. laughs> no. we're gonna double fry them. Oh, we're blanching the prize. to order We're going to double fry them. Yo, my old work, I couldn't help myself but go on their Yelp page. Oh, no, no. And see uh, what people, but they had uh, 86 somebody from the restaurant. And this girl who had gave them like a five-star review, since she got 86, went back and updated her review. She's like, I fucking lied on those five stars. <laughs> Ollie did it because y'all hooked me up with free alcohol. I'm going to tell y'all what the real deal is. And then She it, she finished it like, y'all think those fries are so good? They only fuck, they double fry them because they don't want you to know that they're fucking frozen. Fuck y'all, I'm out. <laughs> so good. Such a good burn. Uh, since we are a Seattle-based uh, podcast about the restaurant industry, we uh, like to talk about the local restaurant scene here in Seattle. And so what we're going to be talking about right now at this moment is uh, restaurant relocation in Seattle and how
2: that's going. Uh, Johnny, what you got to say on this situation? Uh it seems like some staples in Seattle keep on uh, moving around. Moving and moving and cruising. Moving and shaking. Uh 13 Coins uh, was on Denny Hill.
0: Let me let me tell you something. We're driving by uh the old 13 coins location. Johnny's giving me right home up on Capitol Hill from South Lake Union, and he looks over at me with this longing sadness and goes, man. Th- did you say 13 Coins had closed and you had never been there? Yeah. Is that what you said? <laughs> yeah. And I looked at him and I was like, who fucking cares? 13 <laughs> Coins is garbage. It's a Seattle establishment. Now, no. the problem that I would my argument with 13 Coins was, um, I'd only been there for their late night menu. So
2: you're obviously going to get shitty food anyway.
0: When I'd been out partying all night, right? But I'd heard from other people that actually during normal business hours, 13 Coins is actually a pretty good
2: restaurant. Yeah. Their crab omelet, regardless of what time of night I got it, was bomb. I know a lot of chefs that are like, Adamant about thirteen coins. I know a lot of chefs that have cocaine habits and alcoholism running uh, the it to through their restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> okay, apples and oranges. Yeah. <laughs> no, but you know, so thirteen coins closed. I would say almost a month ago, maybe a little bit longer than that.
0: Yeah, man, a little bit longer. Um, than that. But Johnny was—he looked at me, mad, sad. I, I was wasn't.
2: Like, I wasn't necessarily sad. I was just like, oh. But I I'd, like, th- I'd been they,
0: there for like twenty-five years. I thought they moved once already.
1: I don't know. No, they haven't moved, but they've got other locations. Oh. They got one in Bellevue, which was shit, and uh, they got one down at SeaTac.
2: Well, I just feel like... I think the reason why I was so upset about it is because it's sad when you see something that has been there since you were a child um, not there anymore. Um, It's just weird because you see the city changing so much now, and it's not really changing for the better, in my opinion, I guess you could say. Some would say it's changing for the good. I mean, a lot of people would say it's changing for the good. I just think that it's like cutting out a bunch of businesses to place high-rises for people who are only going to be here for a couple of years. Well, I
0: hired, I have a, a new employee at my work. He's only going to be there for a month. Uh, shout out, Chris Hamm. Uh He's a good friend of mine. But he's a chef. He was uh, at Maono, and he... Oh, Hawaiian fried chicken. Yeah, and so he uh, wanted to leave town And he's going to cook in New Orleans, so uh, Godspeed to you. But he's never even listened. I was like, you ever listen to the show? And it's funny because I've talked shit about him before on the show. And I was like, if he listens to this, he'll know I'm fucking talking about him. But (laughs) thank God he doesn't listen to the show. Uh, But he is moving to New Orleans, and he's gonna go for, I don't know how long, but he's just saying for growing up here and seeing the place, he's like, this is not the Seattle I know and love. Mm -hmm. I can't sit back and watch the city be destroyed. I have to leave. I'll be back. But I just can't watch it being torn apart. When I move back, it's gonna be a whole new city and so it'll be like moving back to a new city but with some familiar faces so yeah. i understand that but it, it it is tough watching the city change i believe maybe it's for the better uh seattle's always been a forward-thinking city even when it comes to food um and technology i i don't, I don't know if
2: it's good i think or we're just moving so fast that it's forcing people like artists to go back
0: well also when it comes to the restaurant industry, it's separating the weak from the strong. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. If you are managing your restaurant good, whether you're an owner or a manager, if you are doing what needs to be done, and you, the the, you know, cream of the crop always rises to the top, right? That's a.
2: Uh, <laughs> I guess that's. I mean, it make it rhymes, so it, it must make sense. It's from a rap. The cream of the crop, crop. As as crop. crop. House of Pigs Because a, pig, a, pig, a pig
1: is a cop Oh, okay, okay Yeah I bet he had a Terminator Like Arnold Schwarzenegger Thank you,
0: white boy <laughs> 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 uh, what's, what's the DJ's name? DJ Lethal? DJ Lethal Of Limp Biscuit, man That's Oh Yeah Ooh, Ooh. A giant little tidbit for you Thank you I don't know anything about Limp Biscuit. But though. the thing about it is, is Is you can survive This climate if you're a good restaurant, good restaurant owner, you have a good product, you can survive. And the thing about it is if, if you manage your money well and you don't expand too fast, mm-hmm. uh, you can afford to relocate. Yeah. And that's what's going on all across the city. Thirteen coins.
2: I don't know how they did it, but you, how many locations do you say they have? Like three. Yeah, but they they closed their large, like their super large location on Capitol Hill for a, super, for a smaller one in Piner Square. So, I mean, it, obviously they could. It's all. It's always been a Denny Triangle, not on Capitol Hill. Yeah, Denny Triangle, whatever. Yeah. But you know what I'm saying. Um, they had a larger location. Now they're in a smaller location. Obviously, they had enough money to but do. But they survived. I mean, yeah, they but survived. That's the point. Uh, some of the other moves. Johnny, who else we got that's moving? Uh, Rachel Yang's Revel um, moved from Fremont, uh, Lower Fremont, Downtown Fremont. Free Lard. That's Fremont. Yeah, That's it's Fremont. Fremont. It's yeah. Free lard is like so dumb cuz it's literally like 3 blocks. <laughs> <laughs> it's like there's nothing there <laughs> and there's nothing there. There's like a there's it's like a Free a lard pizza company. Free lard pizza company and then the liquor store.
0: Well, didn't Joky Two Shoes? Did, yeah, didn't Josh Anderson uh didn't he open up take over one of those places? He took over uh Bourbon and Bones, didn't he? Yes. Or no, or did Rocco's take over Bourbon and Bones? No, not Rocco's. I think it's Josh Anderson took over Bourbon Yeah, and Rocco's Bones. just moved too. So Rocco's yeah. is a uh, Cocktail pizza bar, keyser pizza place, but they preemptively just decided to uh, relocate. You know they're gonna they're not gonna wait for something to happen to their building, lose their lease, put it up for sale. Uh, they just preemptively went ahead and signed a new lease somewhere else, and they're just moving to, uh, half a block down the street, which is smart. Revel, uh, that's Rachel Yang, right? Mm-hmm. She also does jewel. Yeah,
2: also in Fremont.
0: She she, uh, moved all the way from Fremont to South Lake Union, the neighborhood we record in, and I don't. I thought it was a bad move. I think it's a great move. Johnny seems to think it's a great move. Uh, He he believes that the people in this neighborhood are gonna love this food.
1: I mean, the thing with South Lake Union is it's going to cater to a particular crowd. And if you can get that kind of high-end, fast, casual, you're going to make money. You can't do like fancy shit down there because nobody's got time to sit down and eat for two hours. Yeah, and think about like they had lunch there. Did you know that they had lunch? Yes. Who goes to lunch
2: down in in that part of Fremont during the week? Nobody. All the restaurants down there are garbage. They only have to go to Rebel. Their brunch is cracking, though. No, yeah. So they're going to go down to South Lake Union. They're going to have quick, fast uh, upscale food and people are going to enjoy it. It's also going to be, you know, it's Asian influence so it's going to appeal to a lot of people down there um, and I think it's just a hot move, especially like their location is way pretty. It's prettier than their old location. I mean, minus the view. You had a view at the Fremont location on the back patio, but this one looks like a really nice place. It looks like it's going to be busy and open all day um, and I think, I, you know, my hat's off. I think that they're going to kill it. Well, I mean, it's an important thing. I, I I celebrate any restaurant that can
0: survive a relocation. Oh yeah, uh, I, I do too. Because sometimes you have such a core uh, group of regulars that when you move, people the people at Amazon they're not they don't know the name Revel. They I don't, don't care. I, no, well, we'll see how it goes. Did you guys know Renee Erickson is opening up a Italian restaurant in South Lake Union? No,
1: it doesn't surprise
0: me. Yeah, it's inside. Uh, I mean, I read about this a while ago, but uh, she's supposed to be it's supposed to be opening up this spring, which I haven't. This was an old article from Eater, uh, but she's opening up an Italian restaurant inside of the balls, the uh, spheres. The gonna,
1: Amazon balls. I'm yeah. gonna
2: say no comment on that. Why?
0: Uh, just because. So she said uh, she's opening a, um, <clears throat> she's going to have three options. She's going to have a general purpose donut uh, donut ca- uh, cafe. She's going to have a salad counter and a sandwich shop. And then she'll have an Italian restaurant called Frog and Toad uh, that'll have a bar and stuff inside of it. So I guess it's three different businesses within
2: th- in the two spheres. Yo, that Bezos money is good, son. I know. I was like, she must be having guap. Because, I mean, what's up with Tills? Nobody ain't heard of that place in a long time. <laughs> <laughs> she does Agrodolce, too, right? Yeah. No, that's... Uh, oh, I, that's... That's... Uh, Maria Hines. Maria Hines. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, those are both Maria Hines. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's was Renee say. Erickson. I mean, I guess she's making... Oh, she's... uh, Renee... Yeah, sorry. I'm feel dumb now. She's... She's well, Wins. She's, she's yeah, Bateau, she's, uh, who she's,
0: just got written... Uh, we covered it. Uh-huh. She's Sea Creature. Yeah. Uh, Walrus and Carpenter and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Uh, yeah, but Toe just got written up for like uh, one of the best steakhouses in the country. Uh, the
2: way that they, um, I should have the article. That makes me the, even say, want to say, say no comment even more.
0: Why? Because. Because you're not trying to shit on anybody? Yeah, man. I never, have you ever been to Whalewinds? Yeah. It's good.
2: <laughs> I like it. Yeah. <laughs> It's a little too frou frou for me, bro. I stodge there. I could mm. uh, calm down. Calm down. Calm uh, down.
0: Yeah, I mean it's their names they're big they're there's big they're there's big, big name chefs who knows she could be a guest on here one day and we can ask her uh you know she can defend herself i don't want to go shit out i don't know her i've never met her before
2: uh i like her restaurants uh, i it's just un, it's just unfortunate all these big name chefs that get such big names and they do all these big things and get so much money for yeah but being know.
0: a chef just isn't about Johnny, is just not about being able to cook food. No, I it's
2: know. It's about being a
0: fucking team leader, being able to write a no, menu, it's a, good, a good
2: balance. It's you know being a personality. Saying? Well, I mean, I don't know. That's what it's coming down
0: to. I know some of those chefs don't have any personalities, but they still get hella articles written up about them. And that's fine. We just talked about one of them today. <laughs> no fucking personality. <laughs> but to good people. I'm not going to say they're bad chefs. I mean, everybody has their own opinion about chefs. Mm-hmm. I've heard nothing good, nothing but good things about Renee
2: Erickson. Ethan I've never said anything bad about her.
0: Yeah, just shitting on a restaurant. That's, that's a personal. That's a personal attack, Johnny. I'm going to need you to keep it 100% positive here in Studio 212 on okay. the Soundcasting Network.
2: I haven't said anything. I just laughed at a couple comments. That's going to bring us to the end of episode 94 of Grill. How long steak, mister? It's done. I was waiting on those eight-minute fries. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, shit. I forgot to drop the <laughs> uh, drop them again. Oh, we have to drop them again.
0: Oh, my God. Um, yeah, our ingredient of the week. Keith did not choose this week. Jahani, what did you choose? Keith got kind of upset. <laughs> he did, did. I've never seen. He can try slipping on the radar, too. Like,
2: that's okay. No, we'll just find something else. <laughs> no,
0: no, no. It's okay. So, well, the- <laughs> I wanted to
2: do plantains, and uh, so that's what I chose
0: is platanos. Platanos, which I, I just ate at the new. Did you guys know um, that... Just a fucking can't. Alcohol is not. No
2: alcohol is not doing me good. I can't. I'm not as crisp. Your as brain thinking. is still trying to recreate your. You know. Connection. I'm, I'm having a tough time too. I man. can. I can tell.
0: But I've still been going out. You know. I watched the Super Bowl at a rooftop party and slash a bar. I was running back and forth. Shout out Jay Yate yeah, well, James Jader, my best friend, was uh, his old building. we were up on his old rooftop. And oh that, yeah, he moved. That's right, he's in Bellevue now. But I'm having a hard time. Like uh, I'm not as quick on my feet anymore.
2: But I don't. I don't think that that's because you stopped drinking. <laughs> I don't think you drinking made you quicker on your feet. Whatever. Uh, but anyway, uh, the innkeeper closed.
0: What? Uh, yeah. Your, no. Uh, what's the name of the restaurant no. you Black, Black Bottle. Yeah, Black Bottle sister restaurant what? closed No, yeah. that place was lit, though. So I went to their new restaurant. It's not their restaurant. A new restaurant opened up inside of their old space. It's called the Jerk Shack. Caribbean-style food. <laughs> it's quite good, man. The, 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 that's right. It's not a gay club up on the hill. It's a, that's what... We, we like, right. my, hey, me and my homeboy were talking uh, while we were eating. We were like, you cannot open up this restaurant <laughs> up on Capitol Hill because... You will get a different kind le- of... Leather daddies and bears will be coming in droves. So uh, it was delicious. The
2: price point, point was great. Um, it's interesting that it turned into another Caribbean-themed restaurant. Because it was a Spanish Caribbean themed restaurant before.
0: Yeah. So, and I loved uh, their chicken tortilla soup. Uh, so, R.I.P. Green chili burger. I'll get more information about it. Maybe find out what's that going on. That makes me on. so who, sad. Who
2: knows? I was uh, there when they opened that location. I was supposed to work there. That's right. Sadness. R.I.P. Uh, so Johnny picked plantains,
0: and since Johnny picked plantains, do you want to go first? You want me to go first?
2: I'll go first. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, little Uzi. Um, <laughs> anyway, so I chose to make mofongo, which is a classic Puerto Rican dish. Um, If you've never had mofongo, there's no middle ground on it. You don't like kind of like it. You either love it or you don't like it at all. And basically, it's just a combination of mashed plantains and um, garlic and other yummy, yummy stuff. So I'm going to tell you how to make mofongo con sopa, uh, which means it's going to be a mofongo in a soup. Um, What you'll need is a pound of jumbo shrimp with skin and raw. Uh, About 16 to 20 of them. Uh, Two tablespoons of olive oil, one large onion, diced. Five cubes of sofrito, which is kind of like a bouillon cube, um, but it has like paprika and cumin, uh, a little bit of coriander in it and stuff like that. More like Spanish spices and things. Um, One eight-ounce bottle of clam juice, six-ounce pouch of lump crab meat, and salt to taste. Um, You'll also need about three... Uh, Plantains, um, you want them to be green, so you don't want them to be ripe. And what you're going to do is you're going to cut those plantains down and you're going to sear them in the oil real quick, um, making sure that they're nice and cooked through. Um, Then you're going to put that mixture into um, a mortar and pestle and add some fresh garlic in there, um, a little bit of chicharrones. What if people don't have a mortar and pestle at home? You know, that's a good question. You should go out and get a morning pestle. Everybody should have a oh, Motherfucker,
0: I don't have one at my house.
2: Well, you not t- a space. They're s- <laughs> pretty small. My girlfriend broke mine and then hit it. And,
0: <laughs> Ooh, and I found it shame, and it was like shame, yeah. Sarah. I was like, Oh, I'm just- gonna keep cutting off Johnny when he's talking. <laughs> <laughs>
2: She's going to listen to the show and be like,
0: oh, no, you told me. Oh, love look that. you. I love that girl. But I like your style. Hide hide the mortar and pestle,
2: <laughs> She said she didn't hide it. Anyway, <laughs> um, you're going to want some chicharrones, uh, also known as crispy pigskin. You can make it yourself or you can just buy it from the store. And while you're mashing up that plantain, you're going to fold some of those chicharrones in there with the garlic in there. Are they going to stay crispy? Uh, Yes and no. It's kind of more like you want to add the pork texture. They're going to kind of dissolve, really. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Um, they're going to shrink up and shrink shrink just up, get that yeah, flavor. Just get that flavor. It's going to be nice and salty. Uh, You're going to add a little bit of stock to that, and then you're going to mold those little um, plantain mixtures into half cups. And what you can do is you can pan fry them or you can deep fry them. Either one is fine. I sometimes would um, stuff them full of ground meat and vegetables and stuff. Fold and then, them over? Yeah, and then deep fry them like kind of like make a cavity and then close it up which is really good and then what you're going to do is you're going to take those shrimp um, you're going to shell them you're going to make a stock out of the shrimp shells and what you're going to do is you're going to toast those shrimp shells in a pan um, pour water or put some tomato paste in there pour water over it and let that cook and simmer then you'll blend it up in a blender and pass it and that'll be your kind of like soup base But you gotta explain people don't know what you mean when you say like sit so on pass it? Pass. oh you're going to pass it through a strainer or a chinois, or something that, or cheesecloth, something that's gonna keep all of the sediment and um, give you just the liquid. Basically, you want to extract the liquid.
1: Or if you're the, really Puerto Rican, you're gonna do it through a wife beater t-shirt.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that's legitimate. Um, but then, yeah, so you'll have that. You'll have that shrimp sauce, and then you'll have your shrimp. You just sear your shrimp and season them nicely with a little paprika and salt, and um, then you'll. Put the soup base in a bowl, put the mafungo right on top of there, and put some shrimp across it, garnish with some cilantro and scallions or whatever you want to, and it's delicious. Dendada.
0: Okay, what I'm going to be doing is I'm going to be making plantain and yucca root tortillas. Uh, I've made this recipe with yucas before, but I'm going to incorporate plantains into it. I had some Brazilian friends that showed me how to make this with yucca. Uh, this recipe is gluten-free, uh, grain-free, egg-free. It's also paleo, uh, since I'm on that tip. Now I'm looking for alternatives, uh, but that doesn't mean you cannot. You uh, lose uh, good flavor. So what you're going to need is you're going to need two uh, unripened large plantains. You're going to need two yuccas, uh, and you need to peel the skin off of those. So this is going to be done in two steps. You're going to take a pot of uh, boiling water, and you're going to dice those plantains up into large chunks. You're going to drop it into the medium uh Saucepan of boiling water, and you're gonna let it cook for about six minutes or till it's tender. So uh, you can poke a fork through it, and then you're gonna put that inside of like a RoboCoo, or you can mash it up if you want. But you're gonna to want to add a little bit of water to it, and you're gonna make like a, almost like a batter, so it's kind of uh, pasty, uh, real thick, like a uh, cake batter or a pancake batter. Um, add salt and pepper to taste. Uh, with the yuccas, you're going to want, like I said, peel them, and you are going to take them to a box grater and grate it on the finest uh, side of the box creator and you're going to put that in a medium pan with a little bit of olive oil and you want to cook that out so it's not raw yuca. Um, just to change the color color a little bit maybe get, get a little brown uh, and it'll become like flaky almost like doughy like um, like bread not bread dough but uh, like uh, biscuit dough. almost biscuit dough or uh, potato dough um, and so you want to set that on a uh, some paper towels to take some of the oil out. And then you want to start folding in uh, with your hand. You want to start folding in your yuca, And it's going to make like this kind of weird, uh, like almost like this is going to be like your biscuit dough. Okay. But you just want to keep working it and working it and working it. Um, and then you want to just uh, roll that out flat into small balls. And you can make tortillas. And then you want to put it in a 350 degree oven, a uh, 375 degree oven. And you want to let those sit in there for about 20 minutes. Minutes and boom, there you have it. I said salt and pepper, right? I
2: think so.
0: There you go. That was take two because uh, my first one was terrible. Keith, what do we got? Garbage. <laughs> Tell you, man, alcohol free is not the way to be,
1: children. Uh, we're going to do sweet plantain gnocchi. Ah. So, uh, oh, risotto god coming through. <laughs> <laughs> it's a cross, it's an Italian Latino crossover. Yes. I like it. You'll need two ripe plantains, a third cup of uh, whole milk ricotta, salt, pepper, flour, a stick of butter, and uh, parmesan. Uh, pre the oven to 350, bake your plantains until they're soft. Take them out, let them cool, skin them, uh, slice them down the middle lengthwise, de-seed them. Then take those plantains that should be nice and mushy by now, uh, combine them with the ricotta and a little bit of flour in a bowl, and just roll it and just add a little bit of flour at a time until it's not sticking to your hands. Then uh, take a small handful, make a nice little ball, roll it out into a cord, maybe like, I don't know, a half inch thick maybe. Uh, take a knife, cut off little one inch chunks of that cord, take those, put them in boiling water until they float, take them out. Uh, then start a saucepan full of olive oil or butter if you prefer. You're going to add butter later anyway. You can only just start with butter.
2: <laughs> I thought this was about losing weight this episode. No, I'm talking about good recipes. Yeah, We like flavor around here.
1: Salt, butter, more.
2: Cream.
0: <laughs> That's all I
1: cook, man. It's,
0: this is so hard. This is so fucking hard. You don't understand, man.
1: So of cheese. you're going to wait until that pan gets ripping hot. And this is the secret to gnocchi. You wait until that pan gets ripping hot. Just starting to smoke. Throw the gnocchi in there. Do not flip them until they brown. Once they're brown on both sides, take them out. Let the butter brown a little bit. Throw in some sage and let it kind of marinate in there. Uh, take it, put them on a plate. Sprinkle a little bit of that brown butter over it. A little parmesan. Maybe a little sprig of sage just for color. And uh, enjoy. Hit
0: that sage with the shits and gigs. Shits and gigs. Hit that, hit that sage with a blowtorch. Thank you for listening to episode 94 of Grow Hull on Steak Mister. Uh, If you want to hit us up on our social media platforms, you can hit me up on which people have been. I'm like, who the fuck is this person? Then you go to the background, like I said. So thank you, everybody, for following me on Instagram. It's going to be at Bobby Stills. Uh, you can hit up Johnny, uh, Toonami, at, uh, Johnny Toonami on Instagram. Uh, if you guys want to hit up our social media, it's going to be uh, what on Facebook, Johnny? At girl, long, steak, Mister. What about Instagram? At girl, how long, steak, mister. Uh On that Twitter. At... How long steak. That's right. We got a new Twitter bot to talk back to you guys. Uh, AI yeah. technology from uh, soundcastingnetwork.com. Uh, if you want to hit us up through email, any questions, comments, or topics you'd like to hear us discuss, you can hit us up at uh, grill. How long Mr. At gmail.com. Uh, Sir, Queef books. Uh, you want to tell them about your
1: social media? All Steve in your mom's house
0: (laughs) Soundcastingnetwork.com If you want to contact uh, Keith uh, About uh, anything uh, Soundcast Network related And I want to thank all of our listeners For tuning in to episode 94 And uh, we look forward to uh, Talking to you guys next week Uh yeah Peace? Peace Grill How long steak mister
2: Five minutes out Eat a dick bitch